This is a Radio.com original. 1960 Cadillac four-door with the big bullets in the front. That was my dad's car. I didn't have any money to restore it, and I crashed it in a movie. Because I got, oh. I did, I did it on purpose because I got thirty, I got three hundred fifty bucks. Three hundred fifty bucks, and I got the car back. And you know when you're trying to figure out, okay, I'm going to crash the car, I'm going to hit the other car, but I'd like to hit it in such a way that I don't push into the radiator, and it worked, and it still ran. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to a new edition of the Talking About Cars podcast, where it's all about everybody has a car story, from celebrities to car personalities and more. I'm Randy Cardoon, and this week has to be one of the strangest weeks I've ever had, and I'm guessing it's the strangest week you've ever had. The world seems to be shutting down around us due to the coronavirus. And I'm hoping that some weeks down the line after this pandemic has passed that we can look back on this and be relieved we were able to return to our regularly scheduled lives. So much in the news and with all the stress and all that, that's why we've continued to put up this podcast. In a way, it's a chance for you to get your head out of all this craziness in the world right now and just basically listen to a bunch of us talking about car stories from people, share some laughs. This week, Hot Rod Bob and I caught up with the stars of the 1992-1997 TV show Renegade at the Hollywood Show in Burbank. In fact, in that group, Lorenzo Lamas, who played Reno Reigns, you remember, Branscombe Richmond, played Bobby Sixkiller, and Kathleen Kinmont, who played Cheyenne Phillips. And here's a little-known fact. You might be familiar with a funny movie called Kentucky Fried Movie. I thought it was hysterical. I don't know if you had a chance to see it, but I thought it was great. Did you know, and I didn't realize this, did you know that Branscombe Richmond was actually in that movie? Kentucky Fried Movie. Before the colonel I was ever born. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Kentucky Fried Movie, John Landis. Yeah. What did you do in Kentucky Fried Movie? Well, I'm I'm the gatekeeper in prison with the Bruce Lee stuff. Ah. Yes, I'm there. Ah. And so. we had a great guy. He played Bruce Lee. His name was Evan Kim. I haven't said that word in a long time. Oh. Evan Kim. <laughs> but John Landis. It was, it, was, uh, it was fun. It was fun. A lot of movies that you've done, a lot of TV shows. Yeah. Uh, you've obviously had... A lot of cars in your future, yes. in your past as well. What name some of the vehicles that you've driven in movies and stuff that come to mind? I had the Lorenzo Lamas special. Uh, what was that? Oh well, it had six wheels. Six. six. Unbelievable. And uh, I, once I find Lorenzo, he can explain the six extra two wheels. But it was unbelievable. Oh wait a second. He's right. That was a truck with two motorcycles. A motorcycle in the back. Oh, that's oh, who sorry. it was. Okay. Well, oh, sorry. all right. That's six wheels still. Right. Six, six wheels. wheels. Yeah. I got it. It counts. Okay. I got it. Yeah. You're a motorcycle guy too. Well, I'm you? a motorcycle guy, but I'm really a motorcycle guy because of Lorenzo. It's his fault. Well, I did a show called Renegade, and that guy rode the motorcycle all the time. I said, Well, gosh, I'm gonna be a fart bag here because all I do is drive a truck. <laughs> I gotta ride a motorcycle with Lorenzo. All right, so what do you have? I have an Indian. Oh, okay. I have an Indian, yeah. And isn't it true you have something going with Indian motorcycles? I did. I did oh, have did. something going, and uh, we, they sold the company two times, and uh, so I do the dealer network commercials and stuff like that. And that's still kind of yeah, cool, cool, though. Yeah. I mean, the Indian motorcycle has quite a history. Isn't that nice? It's, it's, the, it's the fenders. Oh, it is. Because skirt of the skirts, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that bike is so and much And we stylish. also had the Lorenzo Lama Special. Which was? The Renegade bike... 
uh, that we were actually duplicate. CRC. Do you want to get in on this? You know? Come on, get in on this. Yeah. yeah. You, you know what? He's making multi-million dollar deals right now, man. But anyway, we, we had a, we had a really good time with it. We had a really good time with it. All right, so the Indians, what you've got now? What other bikes yeah. have you had? I started on a bull taco. Okay. And then I started actually. We we got a mini bike and we took the the uh, Briggs and Stratton. We made a little bike. Yeah, that's right. The a- AJ Agajanian. Oh, AJ that Montgomery AJ. Ward used to sell. Yeah. Oh, AJ Gosh. Agajanian had his brand on mini bikes back in the. I'd say early 70s, like 60, yeah. 69 to 71. Yeah. And I had one. I had a, I had. Oh, you uh, lucky. Nice. Yeah. And then, and then every kid on the block got the, either the Honda, you know, 50 or the CT70, the Honda CT70. CT so on that lawnmower motor, did, you know, the cover that went on the, yes. the handful, did it come off? Did yours come off? The cover didn't come off. Okay, the cover came off on mine, and you know the thing going round and round and yeah. round? You could tell the guys because they have, you know, the scars and the calves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rip right. pants and everything. Oh, you got a mini Dude, bike. I wrecked that, that AC Agajanian bike in my neighborhood one day. I had it like maybe two or three days. I used to roll it into my room at night and sleep with it. Oh, That's how man. insane Seriously. this started early. This insanity about that explains about, everything. <laughs> about motion and wheels. Anyway, so I'm going down the road, right? It's like the second day I had the bike, and I got confused which way to twist the throttle. So I'm going like this to close it, then I'm pulling it towards me, and really, it's like going faster. No. And I just I freaked out, and I crashed my eight, my uh, JC Agajania. I crashed it. Did how you old? hit the curb, or did you? Hit no, a I just crashed it in the middle of the street, Ouch. just and I asphalt. Yeah. How old were you at the time? 11. 11? Yeah. Yeah. About 11 years old. I never confused the motion again. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, it's That's like a learning experience. Wide yeah. open, wide closed. It's pretty clear in my mind now. As long as you weren't so. wearing shorts. I wasn't. Yeah, I was wearing shorts. <laughs> oh. The road rash. I can see it now. He still wears the scars. That's where the insanity began. But you know, he's a race car driver. Well, car, since you guys are really car, car, car. We had talked to you on a, the, for one of the very first podcasts I did at Irwindale. And we talked right. about how you raced. That was a, lot. a celebrity race, but right? I, but right. I raced in IMSA, right? So, uh, Chip Chip Mead and uh, was one of my teammates. So was Perry King. We all started at the Long Beach Grand Prix, driving the Supra for Toyota. I I won the race in 1985, and then I thought I was going to be like this driver, right? But uh, and then Perry King also he won the race the next year. I went on to race Formula Ford Sports 2000 in the SCCA, and then I got a chance to, to drive a prototype in IMSA, and I raced Sebring Daytona 24 Hours, Miami Grand Prix, uh, Portland GI Joes up in Sonoma. Yeah, I mean, I had, a, I had a lot of fun. I went pretty fast. He's like the real deal. He's the real deal. He yeah. is. Yeah. Well, you both are. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I had, I had matchbox cars. I was racing, racing no, stunt, cars. No, stunt driving, dude. Yeah. You stunt did. driving. Well, well, talk a little bit about stunt driving, though. You know, the fact that, you know, you are a stunt driver and you did stunts and all that. Talk about yeah. how tough that was. I got to tell you a funny story. So I'm jumping the Hummer. I'm jumping a Hummer. Jumping jumping the Hummer. Hummer. It went uh, 69 feet. Tip of ramp to the nose hitting the ground. And the Hummer <clears throat> is pretty dang heavy. And it drops out of the sky quick. We had kickers on the, on the ramp. And when it was all over, you know, I came in like that, and I go, oh, my God, and my family's watching. And then when it was all over, Lorenzo came out, and he goes, I just saw my buddy go through the house. I was wondering what was going to happen to him. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. 
Because <laughs> you know, there's you no get... rehearsal. You, ha- you have to understand something. This is a low-budget show. <laughs> this is like, I didn't have a stunt double, okay? He didn't have a stunt double. We did everything. Including the car stunts, I had a stunt double for the when 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 uh, my when the Reno, you know, like crashed his bike or something. Paul Lane was my stunt double for the wrecks, but everything else, fight scenes, his jump in the Hummer, it was all us, and we never had time for rehearsals. They couldn't afford it. You know, we were always yeah. like 13 pages a day had to be shot. So it's like, okay, back to one. Let's do it and rolling. And, and what's Action. interesting, our producers would start off, Brass, you just jump this, you know, just jump over this fence, jump the Hummer over this, and all of a sudden it started to go farther and yeah. farther and f- higher and higher. Now we're talking about the first Hummer. The, the military Humvees. Hum- 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 yeah. Yeah. And H- I, think, H- I, think, I think we got it because of him. Some connection of yours, we got the Hummer. Mike Ballou. Mike Ballou, got yeah. it, okay. Well, you know, you might get another H1. chance, the Hummer's coming back. Is it? GM's reintroducing the Hummer in wow. May. It's going to be called. It's going to be a GMC Hummer. It's going to be electric. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They're going to compete against Tesla. We won't hear anything coming in. No, it'll go whoosh. No, I'm, I'd like to see that. It's probably going to be a good-looking vehicle. Is it a prototype now, or? Uh, it's going to be released in in, in production. Uh, in production, starting in May, they're going really? to introduce it. That's not that, that far. There's away. going to be a commercial on the Super Bowl, the second oh, okay. half of the Super Bowl, to introduce. The grill. That's what. Those, that's all wow. they're showing right now. But May twentieth, uh, I believe, is the introduction date. All right. I guess that's my next truck. There you go. <laughs> well, I have a Forerunner now. It's got one hundred and thirty thousand miles on it. I love that truck. But I'll be commuting to LA more now. So uh-huh. electric, electric is the way to go. You know, my sister just got her driver's license. Did you know that on Renegade? Oh yeah. Yeah. Jan, she just got her Kathleen driver's license. Kathleen Kinmont is here, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Thank you thanks. for joining us. Welcome. Thank you for having me. You of course on the show. So, remind us on the show. What did you get to drive? Uh, a Winnebago, and a Hummer. A Winnebago and a Hummer. Is and it- Branscombe and Lorenzo Crazy. <laughs> that wasn't too, that wasn't a very long drive though. No, that was a short drive. Yeah. Those those were pretty quick. Yeah, just a tour. There were a lot of car activities. They they were talking about all the stunts they did. Did you do any stunts? Uh, well, you know, anytime you get behind the wheel of a Winnebago, that you're already basically in a stunt adjustment situation because that it's such a massive vehicle that it's you really have to be careful. I mean, when you driving into a shot with that kind of a vehicle you have to break way way before mm-hmm. uh, you would normally do it so but I mean I got to drive the the Jeep of fast a little bit and um, you know they never really put me in peril with the, any of that they they were pretty considerate that I, I didn't have those skills and why should I I mean when somebody else is like a real stunt driver so they, they gave those those opportunities to women. Although I did get to ride my own horse on this show, uh-huh. which was a single horsepower. One horsepower, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I got to do some stunts on that. So. Did you know how to ride a horse before that? Absolutely. Oh yeah, I brought my own horse for the oh, actual really? shoot. Yes. So I was already a pretty accomplished equestrian, and and, and really begging Stephen to like, hey, let me do something that is like a special skill that not everybody has, and and I'm super comfortable with it, and. And, and oddly enough, one of the days that we shot the actual stunt girl who was doing some other stunts on a, on a horse got seriously injured in a group shot that we were doing. And uh, 
I was the one who went and chased after her loose horse when it got away because oh. nobody else could really get to it. You know, there weren't any motorcycles or, or anyone that could go and pretty much chase a horse. She was basically the wrangler uh, on the set. So that's, I got to save the day, too. That's very yeah. good. You're a heroine. I, yeah, I, they did I, enjoy that. They were like, what are you doing? You should not be doing that. <laughs> well, no one else was going to. Right, exactly. Somebody had to do it. All right, now everyone else was involved in cars or motorcycles. Did you have any interest in the motorized vehicles? Uh, well, we all have an interest in getting to and fro, yeah. so um, I have always appreciated a really fine uh, piece of machinery. Um, I was married to Lorenzo when we were doing Renegade, so I was really aware of motorcycles and, and cars because of his great interest in both of those. Um, when we first got married, he got me into Formula Ford open wheels, and I took a Skip Barber racing course in Long Beach for three days. Oh, wow. And that's you know that's open wheel, so it's a it's a um, the, the shift is right at the wheel, mm -hmm. and it was a, an incredible experience because not only I already knew how to drive a stick shift, but it was really such a, a different kind of stick shift and, and a different kind of driving. It forces you to look so far ahead of the road and take an apex at the proper angle and, and looking around and seeing. So it really improved my actual personal driving skills on the roads of LA, which I've grown up on and, and just watched get clogged and clogged more and more with, with more drivers that really don't know the rules of the road or, or they might know them and they don't care. So I have a, a real respect for driving and um, oddly enough, I, my, my father who owns a, a big building over here in Burbank, uh, five years ago, West Coast Customs moved into the into the facility. They're literally right around the corner from where we are right now. So now I'm completely surrounded by cars, <laughs> and I know Ryan Friedling House very well. And they just opened up a new race car ride at Magic Mountain, and I was there for that. And that's divine because it's it's the only uh, side by side race uh, roller coaster, and they're race cars. So. Uh, they, there's no specific way of who's going to win. It's all about weight on the car. So I've learned a whole lot just by being associated with these guys. And What kind of interesting cars, or have you had an interesting car as a daily driver? Uh, my mother had a Rolls-Royce Silver Cloud 1963 when I was growing up. And that was the first car I ever drove because I was tall enough. <laughs> I'm very tall, and at 14, I was able to hit the pedal and see over the steering wheel, and I was just, you know, this that car floated. And my brothers had Corvairs, which were also very, very floaty cars. My dad had a uh, uh, Lincoln while we were growing up with the suicide doors. That's another very floating kind of car. 61 to 63 or 65. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Right, with those suicide doors. Yeah, yeah. They were really cool. Sure. So I've been surrounded by some pretty neat vehicles. I have a, a deep respect for it. And, you know, working on Renegade, which was such an American made show and so highly focused on the fact that it's a Native American, it's a, it's a uh, Harley, it's a, 
it's a Hummer, it's a it's a tall blonde, it's a it's a bad you know it's a it's a bad ass good guy you know like the like the Clint Eastwood style of um, you know filmmaking where you're 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 just you're rooting for something that's actually bigger than what the experience is and I and I always think that when you bring in vehicles and make something like another character like the way that motorcycle was that was another character and the freedom that that uh, was signifying in in the storytelling because it wasn't just the freedom of being out on the open road but it was the freedom for Reno Reigns that when he was on that motorcycle that was his getaway car. We're talking to uh, Kathleen Kinmont who uh, along with Branscombe Richmond and Lorenzo Lamas were on uh, Renegade. Let's go way back. What was your first car? My very first car was a Volkswagen Bug. Yes. Was that your choice or? Uh, I think it was just what was available. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I wanted to drive a stick shift. I was pretty adamant about that. Um, and it was an easy car to drive. There's so much open space that you can see on all sides and it's easy to maneuver and it's not going to get, it wasn't going to get me in any trouble speed wise or, you know, easy to park, easy to fix. Uh, there were so many back then that it wasn't like, oh, the parts are going to be hard to find. You know, it was it was the car that literally, I mean, when I was growing up, you'd see it everywhere, everywhere. Now Nowadays, my daughter and I are like, ooh, punch buggy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, slug bug or punch buggy. Yeah. yeah. What are you driving now? Now I'm driving a Mazda CX-5, a 2019. I absolutely love it. It's got all of those bells and whistles that like, hey, there's somebody behind you. Hey, there's somebody to the left of you. Hey, there's somebody, there, you know. It You're, yells because, at you a lot. And, and, you know, we need that because we are distracted drivers. We are very, uh, if, if, you're, if you're not watching your GPS and navigating, then you are, um, you know, looking at the other guy around you, ho hoping to God you're not texting. Um, I don't, uh, but you might be talking on the phone. You might be talking to someone. Uh, Is that what distracts you? Oh, absolutely. A conversation. Oh, definitely. Where you're like deep in conversation. You're like, ah, oh, there goes my stop. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah I hate that conversation. No, yeah. it's like, so we, we do. We need those reminders. And there's some cars that like zap you in the butt if you're like changing lanes and you oh. don't have your turning indicator on because they think you're drifting. I think your wife's going to want you to get that one. I don't know which car that is, <laughs> no, but it no, zaps yeah. you in the butt. Well, okay. That could be interesting. I know it yells at you and say, hey, cut that out. Wake up. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. But Well, now there's cars that will get you there while you sleep. with it. No, that's not how it's supposed to work. Well, it's not supposed to, but there are people that are doing, They're doing it. They're doing it, yeah. do it, yeah, but yeah. it's not supposed to happen. Though. No. No, no. But yeah, I believe in staying awake for the ride. It's and thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. On behalf of yes. all of us on the 101 freeway or the 405 freeway, yes. thank you, Kathleen Kinlock, for <laughs> not succumbing to that temptation. Right, right. To be reading a script while I'm driving to work. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so what are you CNN. working on now that we should look, keep, keep, uh, look out for? I you? have a movie that just came out on Hallmark. It's called A Merry Christmas Match. It's a Christmas film. I have a film called The Silent Natural coming out that Branscombe produced. It's about the first deaf major league baseball player, William Dummy Hoy. 
and uh, they hired deaf actors for these roles, and uh, so I'm really proud of that. Their their big goal is to get that uh, baseball player who had not just inspired everyone to use sign language on the field because he was an outfielder and didn't know the count. So he went to the umps and said, hey, can you raise your right hand for strikes and raise your left hand for balls? I would really appreciate that. And they're like, I don't know about that. And then they did it. And now look at all the sign language we have in baseball today. But besides that, he had amazing steals, amazing uh, at-bats that, that should definitely put him into the Baseball Hall of Fame. So that is what they, this movie is really targeting. So that's exciting to be a part so, of that. So Branscombe, uh, while we were talking to you, stepped away. And as long as uh, he has stepped away, we could talk behind his back. <laughs> yeah. um, so tell us a little bit about uh, what kind of driver is Branscombe Richmond? Oh, uh, very safe, I would have to say. Very skilled. And, um, yeah, you know, he started off as a stuntman, and he made a great career out of that. And because he is so personable and so engaging and unique and willing to do anything, he has created his acting resume. Uh, he is such an inspiration to me, and I have always, all, I feel like I'm going to cry right now. <laughs> so funny. I've always felt so safe around. Mm -hmm. And that's so nice, because you don't really get that, you know, because people get behind the wheel, and it's like you're on, you're on set, and people start to get amped up, and you don't know what's going on with them. And that's a very scary position. I think we saw something... I think we saw something really exciting with uh, with Uma Thurman when she was talking about like she's talking about I was you talking and tearing about you, up, get away. I can't She's wait. tearing yeah. up talking I about see you. Her three can miles you away. Yeah. No, it's so funny. <laughs> what are you talking about? How many cheese sandwiches? Or yeah, how many cheese sandwiches you can put away? But you know, Uma Th Uma Thurman got put behind the wheel of a Quentin Tarantino movie and was told to drive like a maniac. And she did not know what the hell she was doing. And she got pressured into that. And I love Quentin Tarantino. I have great respect for him as a director and a writer, and I think he's amazing. But some people get put in situations where they are not skilled. And that is very, very dangerous. And when I got behind or in the passenger seat with, with Branscombe or Lorenzo, their skill set always made me feel safe and I was never at risk. Oh so, no, it's the truth. Because we did some crazy ass stuff on that show. But you know, we, we push it. We but you know what you're doing. Yeah. And nobody, none of us got hurt. Yeah. None of us got hurt. No, and that even was when a, he jumped the Hummer, just our hearts. Even when he jumped the Hummer, exactly. She only hurt our hearts. Oh, <laughs> broke our feelings. Oh yeah, Brant, it's all wait, my fault. Branson, before yeah. you go, yeah. yeah, hashtag. We need to find out what was your first car. A donkey. 1966 Ambassador. Um, ambassador. 1966. Rambler Ambassador. 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 The seats went back and had a little reverb in the radio. <laughs> it was a hand-me-down uh -huh. from our family, and I looked at it and I went, "Well, oh, all right." <laughs> not going to get any dates in this car. <laughs> not, not now. Listen, I, I, I got back my car after after I graduated high school. I got that car. Oh, after high school. Yes. yes. Oh, they made you wait. What was the and first was car you bought? The Cutlass Supreme with the 
Opera Dial Back Window. Do you remember that one? Definite improvement. Yeah. Upper dial, back window. What's well, that? Well, uh, it had an opera window. A little opera window. It was like 73, 74. 73. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it used. Yeah. But it was, uh, and my roof was white vinyl, and the car was like that burgundy. Nice. Oh, Tell fancy. me about it. How much did you get Hot. in the trade-in on the Ambassador? Well, the Ambassador died. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get anything on the Ambassador. But... Uh, I realized four doors were better than two because on those cutlasses, yeah. the, the the doors weighed seven thousand pounds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy. They were big. And doors. the seat that you'd have to pull forward to get right. in and the out, and that was heavy too. Right. Everything right. was. And it had heavy. that long nose. The long yep. nose. Yes. So that was it. That's true. What was your favorite car that you owned? I w- I'll tell you the car I wish I still had. Nineteen sixty Cadillac four door with the big bullets in the front. Uh, that was yep. my dad's car, and we. I didn't have any money to restore it, and I crashed it in the movie. Because I got, Whoa. I did, I did it on purpose. Because I got thirty, I got three hundred fifty bucks. Three hundred fifty bucks, and I got the car back. And you know when you're trying to figure out, okay, I'm going to crash the car, I'm going to hit the other car, but I'd like to hit it in such a way that I don't push into the radiator, and it worked, and it still ran. <laughs> this sounds like the beginning of your stunt career. Well, you know, it was out there, but I also got to tell you, I, I, uh, I crashed. Joey Travolta's father's car, John Travolta's father's car, was a Cadillac uh, on a movie, and uh, his, it was Salvatore Travolta was his, the owner of the car. <laughs> John Travolta's dad. Wow. <laughs> now that's something that's, I didn't. We didn't no. expect. Okay. Wow. This has been a very informative very, no, yeah. podcast. This is like a book. I, there's been tears. There's I been know, car crashes. This sounds like All a Branscombe Richmond movie. Movie, yeah. It's an action adventure coming to you live from Burbank. We call it- I laughed, I cried. <laughs> Literally, she laughed, she cried. Okay, very good. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us. Good luck thank on you. your movie coming up. We look forward to seeing it. I'm going to see it. My wife records all the Christmas movies for Hallmark oh, for yes. me. For you. A for Merry me. Christmas match. Okay, I'm going to it's do a very I'm, sweet film. She knows I'm gonna watch them. She records them for me. She doesn't care. She sits there playing games on her video on her phone. I'm watching the movies. Okay. Good I'm, I'm, the, I'm the hopeless romantic in the family. Are you? Yeah. I never knew that about you, Bob. Oh. Oh, He's a closet gee. Hallmark binger. Yes, yeah. he is. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. Here, let me know, let me take a step to my left. <laughs> Literally, there are so many people that absolutely yeah. binge on Hallmark. It's just it's one of those yeah. things that just makes you feel all cozy inside. The, the movies are good. You you don't have to worry about anyone watching it. You don't have to There's worry about anything. Not a sexual predator no. within miles. No, and it's always a happy ending. For real. No, there's yeah. nothing. It, nobody yeah. gets hurt. It's 20 movies with five actors. And <laughs> yes. And there's no crossover. No. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. And they're all meeting someone, breaking up with someone, and getting married. It's so perfect. It's just the. It's just like movies light. Yeah. Movie, there you go. See? Yeah. yeah. This is yeah. perfect. So yeah. this is, you tune in to get car talk with celebrities, <laughs> and you get... Discovery. Yes. It's the Discovery Channel of Car Talk. It's very gentle. Branscombe Richmond, Kathleen Kinmont, and Lorenzo Lamas from the TV show from the 90s, Renegade, at The Hollywood Show. If you like that, we have a lot more here on our website. Don't forget to subscribe to all of our new podcasts here on Radio.com, KNX1070.com, or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, 
uh, Stitcher, wherever you are, subscribe to us. This way, when we put up a new podcast, you will find out, and it's absolutely free. Please rate us five stars if you're on iTunes and write a review. That way it'll help our podcast grow. Our website is talkingaboutcars.net, where I include some extra behind-the-scenes flavor to the interviews. And be sure you follow us on social media. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, don't forget... You can check out Hot Rod Bob Beck on his daily morning gas show, which is 11 o'clock, I believe, Monday through Friday. And he has a monthly Great American Auto Scene show. There's some changes going on there, so make sure you listen up to that. And we will mention it here on uh, when the new timing is for that. I believe we're moving it to Sunday starting uh, next month. I'll let you know. Meanwhile, you can also check him out at gotgas.com. And do you realize you can also meet celebrities and pose for pictures with them at The Hollywood Show? Go to thehollywoodshow.com for more information, and who knows, you might see us there putting together another Talking About Cars. Until next time, when we get a chance to talk to you again, take care of yourself. Make sure you do all the cleanliness stuff you're supposed to do. Maintain your six feet, and let's hope somewhere down the line we'll just be laughing at this sometime in the future. I'm Randy Cardoon. Join me as we have some fun. We're talking about cars. This has been a Two Tired Guys production.